right, people, we back with Coach Ray Haskins. Listen, Coach is keeping it 100. I'm telling you, this is one of the best interviews so far. All right, we going right back at it. Let's go. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? ready? Yes. Yes. You have you just have stepped into, into the, the world, world of chaos. chaos. Where everybody, Where everybody goes, goes hard. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. We was talking about some of the top coaches, and I know you ran up Will Jackson, Tiny. Um, we got Ron Phelps in the building for Bedford Academy. Ron um, Phelps, my man. That's my that's my guy. Yeah. He definitely been doing a hell of a job with those kids, man. And, it, and I want to bring Ron Phelps in my fraternity. I got to get him away from Ted Gus. <laughs> I got to get away from Ted Listen, Rob, Rob said he sent all of his kids to college except for one since he's been to Bethlehem Academy. And the one, I know the kid, that one kid made a choice not to go to college. That's great. That's, that's yep. a hell of a comment. Yeah. So they definitely keeping um, the spirit alive. You know, um, they're great mentors and advocate. Will Jackson, he... Bought his team out last year um, to play, I think it was two years in a row, to one of my kids who got murdered two years ago. And we would do his, uh, his games. Yeah, uh, C.J. Uh, Hemingway. Clayton C.J. Hemingway played in my school. Great kid, mistaken identity, and the person says it got caught. But Will Jackson bought his yeah, team out last father, year. I know his Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah. So that he was a good kid, and unfortunately, we couldn't do it uh, this year. But hopefully, in, in the summertime, we can make that happen. So, what do you think happened to New York City basketball, Coach? Uh, AAU, it's going all over. <laughs> it's, I mean, it got diluted. But if you really dig deep into it. You see all these kids, they say, like, Corey Fisher, he's from the Bronx. Yeah. They, they, they say he's from Jersey. Got a lot of guys. Even uh, uh, the, the kid with the Nets, he ain't from no Jersey, from the Bronx. People that was in the Southeast, what's the guard? All those guys, they got, they got roots in, 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 in New York City basketball. That's all. Coach, you got something playing in the background? Something playing in the background? Yeah, I turned it. Okay. Yeah, we, we now, what you're saying about Corey? What you're saying about Corey? Corey's from from the Bronx. Corey Fisher. Yeah. All those guys. I mean, you you, you go see these guys. The next thing you know, they from here. They from there. Ye
Yeah, so what? He was born here, but we ain't claiming him. Right, right. He wasn't raised here. So you think uh, yeah. the AAU and, and, and the big money has diluted the basketball game in New York City? Yeah. Listen, yeah, kids, kids got to play. We don't have enough just community tournaments. How many times you played on a community team with your friends before you started yeah. venturing? And when you play, you play, you have to pay no damn referee fee. Yeah, yeah. You have to pay no referee fee. Coaches took care of that. Yeah. So that, that, that's why we, we, we got to get back to that. Got to get back yeah. to that. You know, uh, we, we used to have the talent searches and all that. And what what's, what's really, NC2A is really, really messed up this because they want to dominate all the money. Yeah. Yeah. I read this article, Coach. There's a Wall Street Journal article that was written in 2012, I think, or 2011, around one of, uh, one of those years, where they said the rigid exam was implemented to get in the way of New York City sports. Of course. Of course. And, 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 and those, those mid-level, those, those, those low-levels, uh, Division ones and Division two, they don't come to New York to recruit no more. Right. And see, the whole thing, like, I had an attitude. I think nobody was better than me. When, when I played in the CIAA, I introduced myself. I used to, I don't care how bad you was. I used to say, my name is Ray Haskins. I, I averaged 16 points a game. And don't say you got me, because if you do, I'm going to score the first eight points on you. Coach going to sit your ass down. And I, I, so I, got a guy that hates me I got a guy that hates me today. He's the athletic director at Shaw University. And this is why I never got the Shaw University job again. Because he played for North Carolina A&T. He's supposed to be some hot shot guard. And he really couldn't dribble. So we playing in the game. We playing them in the big game in Coliseum. So I take the ball from him. And then I give it back to him. Then he dribble again. I take it again and go lay it up. Of course, you know, my coach had a calypso. And from that point on, I, I understand I shouldn't have did that. But that was that New York cockiness, you know, coming down there. And he was supposed to be an All-American. You know, a lot of guys from out of town, they're supposed to be this, that, and other. And they can't put the ball on the ground. Right. Because advantage players who could put the ball on the ground. Advantage. So, so you mentioned uh, Brevo Coliseum. What was what yeah. was the tournaments like back back then in the 60s and 70s oh, in Brevo? They was tough. They was tough. But was it one of the top people. tournaments? Was it one of the top tournaments in New York City? Yep. Brevo sold in the hole. Uh, Rucker. Dykeman in those tournaments. King Towers, they came later. Right, okay. They came later, you know? So, you know, those those, those tournaments came later, so. So, guys like the Sam Worthy and, and, and huh? The best tournament ever, Coach, was Citywide. Citywide, yes, yes. Because, you know why? Because you played against everybody who was good. Yeah, in the city. Right about everybody. that. You, yeah. don't have to, you, you don't have to be eligible to play in Citywide. Yeah. Listen, about 10, 12 years ago, I ran into Ricky Sobers. 
Now, I was introducing myself to him. He said, man, I know you are, coach. He said, let me tell you a story. He said, when I was a kid, I came up to the Rucker and saw you play, and you turned that motherfucker out. And I was asking about everybody what high school you went to. And they said he didn't go to high school. Wow. And you know what he said? You know what that did for me? Because he didn't go to, he didn't go, he didn't play for his high school. Right. Ricky Sober played for his high school, but he played 16 years in the NBA. Wow. So they, that's crazy because they, they mentioned that on Lloyd's documentary that he was the only player in NBA history that didn't go to high school, that didn't graduate oh. high school. That's what they said in Lloyd, uh, Lloyd Daniels' documentary. He, he graduated high school. You know why? Let me tell you why. Oh, GD, GD. You get a GD, you get 24 college credits. Right. With a C average, the state automatically gives you your GD diploma. Okay. So remember Butter? Jonathan Frank? Who's that? Butter, Jonathan Frank. He he, he went to LIU. Butter. Okay, yes, 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 yes. He had no high school to pro, but I brought him, I brought him in there. He had no high school to him. Wow. And he had 24 credits C average. He got his high school diploma and got a, 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 a his uh associate's degree. And he went and he he's a college graduate now. Rick Holmes asks. How come uh, HBCUs don't recruit in the inner cities? Up north, up north in the inner cities. That's true. Because they don't really have good coaches, that's why. Oh, yeah. They don't have good coaches. They're, they're scared of New York City kids. Listen, a kid can only say so much to you on, on your team, and you ain't intimidated by him. You know? Mm. What, 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 could, what could a kid say to me that would intimidate me as a coach? So they don't want to put the work in. It's putting the work in. So what what do you think we could do as a community, as a collective, you know, to help get our kids uh, in better situations? And not only just basketball, just better situations in life. We got we got to find some money, people, that's going to help the HBCUs subsidize their programs. You know, and I, I always I always tell my kids, I don't care how much it costs, you go. You take a loan. You go to college. Because it's going to be worth it to you. Right. You know? No, don't not right. go to college. No, parents, you can't be afraid to take a loan. So, it's important, man. Listen, you, you know, we got a lot of sisters that, that graduate college. We need more yeah. brothers. Yep. Brothers. So appreciate that, Roki. Yeah, man, that's it. <clears throat> a lot of my kids who are coached uh, don't have fathers at home, right? And a lot of the educators that you know are in the building, and a lot of these schools are females, and a lot of high school coaches. Uh, don't work in the schools, right? So a lot of times right. they see them uh, after school and they Listen. can't really keep an eye on their grades except when the grades come. Coach, I, I would tell a kid in a minute, say, listen, man, bring your birth certificate in. I got to look at your birth certificate. So why you want to see if my birth certificate is here? I said, because 
my name might be on it. Right, right, right. Tell them in a minute. Tell them in a minute. I I, I was never, listen, I walk down the street, I see a group of kids, I don't go across the street. Right. Go across the street, what's up? How you doing? Right. That's right. I'm not not scared of these our kids. Yeah. Who are some of the who are some of the uh, players that you like now that's playing high school ball? I I, I love the kid at Boys and Girls. Khalil Brantley, yeah, I had him on the show as well. Great kid, great kid. Yeah, uh, he needs a, a little. He needs a little more polish. Yes, he needs a little. He needs a little more polish because uh, when he, when 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 they put the pressure on him, he'll he'll turn the ball over. Because he'll do things he ain't got no business doing, going behind his back to his legs and all that, when he got that kind of pressure. Right. And I thought the team that put the uh, best pressure on him were the Banneke kids, right? And that, yeah. was, that could have been a, a, a real test because one of, the, one of the things I was impressed about was the kid's attitude and how he didn't buckle. But on the other hand, those guys from Banneke who stepped up to the – Challenge of making yeah, sure that these kids didn't have a good him. game. He's a great player, but he played without purpose. He didn't have no purpose. Yes. You know, listen, when, he, when, he, when I go to a game and I see coaching, I want to see something that the coach does to impact on the game. If he brings yep. up certain play in to do this or whatever, I want to see that. That's a coach. Coach, uh, my boy Larry Timberlake, uh, Coach Timberlake, right? I mean, excuse me, Coach Green, Coach Green's son, uh, Paco brother. What do you know, Uh first of all, I'm going to ask this question, but I'm going to ask this question first. What is your relationship like with Coach Green on Flatbush and what he does for a lot of the kids up here? He's a good friend. And when I used to referee his games, I used to give him the money back. I never took money from him. He'll tell you that. Wow. He, he would tell you that. I, I didn't want no money from him because I, I know where he was coming from. See? I, 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 I know what his sacrifice was. You know? And, you, you, you know, he was a great athlete. Yeah? Yeah, he's all city guard at Radless. They went 27-0, and 0, won city championship. And... Wow. He won city championship in basketball and baseball. He got drafted by the Giants. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I might have to go on as well. He's amazing, brother, man. He, he wow. put a lot of work in. He put work in with those kids. He yep. care about those kids, you know? He, he, ain't, he ain't turning his back. Even for kids are not He's not turning his back. Yeah, Coach Green definitely, you guys are definitely legends, Coach. Definitely pillars in our neighborhood for a lot of years. So his son asks, um, what was your relationship with uh, Mr. Buddy and Les Pilgrim? I, I knew Buddy all my life. But Buddy was one of my mentors. I used to be really good friends with, with Les Pilgrim, but 
the, the principal at Jeff, when I was at Reed Eye, came to me, wanted me to coach Jefferson's, the Jeff team. And Les Pilgrim told her that she didn't want to bring a guy like me in. And when I went there to see her, she changed her mind. Wow. You know, because and, and I understood that because if I was there, like Les was basically coaching. You know how you have guys there that's coaching, but they ain't really coaching. Right. So he, he felt as though that I would be taking something from him. But this has always been my philosophy. You can learn from me, and I can learn from you. Ain't nobody I can't learn from. <coughs> Look, I, I go to some of these games, Coach, and I think I told you this before. Um, the 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 lack of coaching, um, and I think there's a, a a need for someone like you, and for these people should be reaching out to you to get these lessons because yeah, I, I, I try to do that with the kids. A lot of them are yeah. like you know. Yeah, they they close up. They you know they they just want to do the, the basic. They don't want to do. They don't they don't want to help train coaches. So, you know, I've could I could have got coaching jobs here in Brooklyn at some of these high schools, but they don't have no gym. I ain't coaching nowhere. I ain't got no gym. <laughs> right, right. Cause that that's what my my joy is in practice. Yeah. And practice, if you ask my guys, practice was the best time ever. Yeah. Right. I practice. The guys love practice. Mm-mm-mm. He said, uh, oh, all right, now, he, my, my boy said, Larry said, Coach Haskins cursed me out after the wheelchair classic, and he said to me, why you didn't tell me Scream was your dad? <laughs> <laughs> that works, wow. don't that work? Shit. Uh-huh. That, that means something to me. That's right. That That's means right. something to me. That's right. How was Paco as a player? His name Paco came up a few times on here. Paco was a great player. He he played at Providence. He he wasn't he wasn't too he wasn't too smart though. Cause I, I one time I went to him and Rick Patino helped all his guys get jobs. He wanted to help Paco get a job. So Rick mm. Patino he wanted to place Paco and Paco said, I'm I'm all right, Rick, I got my music. What kind of shit is that? Got his music. Fuck out of here. He could wow. have been a coach for Smiley Bench. I mean, he, he played he played at, at the highest level. But he yeah. don't care a lot of his guys. Now, and, where's and he at? Paco told me. Wow. So what made you get into refereeing, coach? Because when I first became a coach, uh, Lester Roberts, who brought me into coaching, told me if I want to be the best coach could be, I would learn the rules, and I'm able to talk to, be able to talk to them because it's like it's a foreign language. Mm. Ref, 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 uh, referees on the court, if they know that you know what you're doing by what you say to them, and they know that they can't take you lightly, you know they just can't tell you bullshit. Yeah, I had I had uh, Arthur Lee Walk on here last night. Um, he's been refereeing a 
I think here, seven, eight years now. Um, and here's a young brother who I seen come up, seen him play at Grady, uh, American International. He wound up playing at Howard University and graduated from there. Um, did some acting and then started referring in California. They came back to New York. And some of the games that he rep at, I just go watch him rep because the kind of job that he does. And I know how serious he takes his crap. Mm -hmm. You know, and I've seen a lot of clashes with the referees and the coaches who are all came up together. You know, a lot of us yeah, came I, up I, together. I love, I love it. That's a great joy. Keep you, it keeps you in the game. Keep you in the game. I mean, I, I remember one time I'm refereeing and uh, Ford and over and BRC, and I'm coming down Summer Avenue, and I see one of the guys playing. So I give him a ride. So I take him over there. Right. And he's playing in the game. So the game goes wow. on. I'm at the ball. And the first thing he said, he said, motherfucker, I never liked you. I just gave him a ride. <laughs> so I said, you should have told me that before the game started. And I would have never took you. So we go down, we go down there, and he, he told me, uh, I call a I call a foul on him. And he, he came and I called, he said, that's a fucked up call. See, that don't make me call no tech. Right. So when he went on the other end and the guy did what he did down there and I didn't qualify. He said, why you didn't qualify? I said, because I didn't want to make another fucked up call. <laughs> <laughs> no, he said, coach, I'm going to leave you alone, coach. <laughs> right. Um, we got a plan for I, life. Go ahead, coach. Go ahead. I love officiating. That that kept you in the game. Yeah, and it keeps you on your toes. Yeah, I mean, I had I brought, I brought Bremer through. I thought I brought a uh, 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 pop brother Daryl Baldwin, Archie Lane. All them guys came out of my class. Bremer came out of my class. Hmm. Yeah, he's the top left right there. Playing for life, sports yeah. net. Said we have coaches clinic at Brownville Sports Zone by Nike. You need oh, yeah. to get in contact with Coach. You need to DM Coach, uh, Player for Life. Make sure you DM Coach Haskins, all right? As well. We all coaches on here, but you definitely need to uh, get at Coach Haskins. Yeah, Anton used to always, uh, Anton, he used to always get my name out to Nike. They used to. Send me places all over the country, because he looked out. And, Antoine Marichon. Yeah. That runs uh, the, the Dean Street tournament. Yep, running Dean Street and Rose Classic. Yeah, and, and, and Rose Classic. He, he's done a lot. I'm definitely going to get him on here, because he's definitely had an impact on New York City basketball, for sure, and on both sides. Did, did you get did you get Eric, uh, Eric from uh, Game Over? No, I need to get him. If you get in contact with him, because that's that's another thing I want to. Uh, he got he got you know, a lot of film too. Okay, okay. So I'm gonna send you his. I'm gonna send you his information. Please do, please do. And I want to get. Uh, are you still in contact with uh, Jerry Ice Reynolds? Yeah. Did you you didn't have him on the show? No, I didn't get him on the show yet. I didn't have a contact with him. I definitely previewed him today. All right. As soon as I get off, I'm going to send you him and, and, and Eric. Cool. Cool. 
Anybody else you think I should be talking to, Coach? And you know, and I'll mind interviewing some of the, uh, you know, the, the legends who came before us. You know that you said some of the people forgot. So if if you got a uh, a few people that 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 come to mind, please go send them through. I will. I will. Because I I, I wanted to, you know I I watched Lamar Odom and I always tell the story because this is one of the reasons why I started the show along with two of my best friends and one of my good friends encouraging me to start the show. Uh, Lamar Odom was on this show called Drink Champs, and it's a show ran by hip-hop guys where they drink and smoke. And, you know, Lamar Odom had a substance abuse problem, and they kept feeding him the weed, they kept giving him the liquor, and kept asking him, like, celebrity questions, like the Kardashians, and the star-studded questions. And they never talked about his basketball player and what kind of a ball player he was, right? And the roots of his upbringing. And I said, our guys, you know, our fraternity of basketball players and coaches, we need a place where we can tell our story. You know, all the NBA guys have theirs, you know? And New York, look, New York has been the mecca of basketball for many years. And it's a lot of players who come and did their thing, and I think they need to get their roses while they're still alive. All you right. know? So that's that's definitely the motivation behind it, Coach. All right. That's and I, I want to thank you. I want to thank you because, you know, we had a, a, a relationship for many years. Uh, it wasn't like we was in contact all the time, but you always gave me encouragement. Uh, you were definitely a mentor from afar. Uh, we watched you, how you conducted yourself, how you always was a man of respect, and definitely a legend where we came up at. So I just want to thank you, Coach. Uh, we appreciate you and all the things you have done and all of your experiences because you touched a lot of people. All right. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you having me. It meant a lot to me. Nah, nah, definitely. Your name was, you know, one of the names that was on the list from, from the beginning. So I definitely want to get around to you, man. All right. You know, when, when Tiny was on the show, Tiny was my first guest, you know, and I, that that kind of helped him motivate on his show, right? So we were talking about guys like you, uh, Ted Gustus, you know, all the other guys, all the guys who kind of paved the way. And we were talking about doing things like this and seeing how what we can do to honor you guys. And it's just the beginning, Coach. Okay. Definitely. All right. Yeah. So any last words you want to leave to, to the audience before we get out of here? No, no, no. I, 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 I look forward to coming back again, getting more in detail and, and uh, talking some X and O's about basketball and how, how you approach different situational basketball. So. Uh, oh, yeah. So we, we, we could definitely do that because after we get out of here, after this coronavirus thing dies down, um, we're going to be shooting out of a studio in downtown Dumbo. So uh, we can definitely have, you know, time with you coming in and just talk X's and O's and have other coaches come in and have powwows and sit-downs. And then we can kind of put together a plan to where we can start, you know, doing some extra things to help the kids. All right. That's good. All right. All right. So anything that you ever have in, anything that you ever have in, or you need help with, feel free to uh, reach out to me. Will do. Will do. All right? All right.
right. I'm, I'm going to send, send you Coach Mortley's number, too. Okay, who's she that? Deborah Mortley. She had a great program at Lockwood. Oh, she was, yes. She was yes, the only she coach to ever be Christ the King at Christ the King. Oh, is that the coach that is the coach at Big Apple? I'm in the Big Apple program? Yeah, that's right, yeah. Let me tell you something. She taught me a lot early on. Hart and Gil Reynolds, yeah. right? And after we mm -hmm. forgot to talk about Gil Reynolds too, coach. Yeah. Gil Reynolds, definitely. So, right. um, hold on, hold on. See it? Oh, yeah, that's nice. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the huddle that's, that's that you was there. Yeah. Nah, that's you, coach. Is it? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Tell me, even All though right. he tell me, even though he went to Jackson, he did a great job. So <laughs> definitely. All right, coach.